Mike's more into the symbology of numbers. The exactly. Brain. Symbologyism, we call it. <laughs> I think I took that course. Yep. One time. I didn't do well. I'm not much of a symbologist, but. I mean, it helps for numbers, obviously, but mm-hmm. I can identify letters, brand logos. What about, uh, what about traffic sign shapes? Traffic sign shapes, messages from hobos as oh, to wow. whether That's whether good there's good food there or that <laughs> a, a, a dangerous man is inside, an untrustworthy <laughs> man, a giving widow. Yeah, a giving widow. Hopefully that means. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I merely meant giving with her extra food. That's hobo talk. I got I I I apologize. That is hobo, hobo talk. talk. What's the what's the umbrella term that hobos and bums and others like other other classifications that probably aren't appropriate anymore fall under? I mean, um, are they just are they all transients? Transient is our vagrants, yeah. vagrants, maybe wayward, wayward drifter, Ooh, drifter. Wait, yeah, I think a drifter is maybe a subcategory, though, of the vagrant. I feel like a drifter has to be a serial killer. Incredible Hulk was a drifter. How many people did he kill? You can find yourself in a town and get into an adventure is also a drifter. You don't have a lot of money. You're definitely broke, but you can be, uh, you know, you can be, uh, you know, yes, people are going to get killed, but sometimes it (laughs) is going to always they're going to get killed, but it's not necessarily uh, exclusively good people. You know, it's not like a serial killer. Yes. Drifter. Right. Serial killer can kill bad people. What about Dexter? Dexter is stupid in a dumb show and people who like it are dumb and stupid. (laughs) I kind of, yeah, you're not wrong. (laughs) Yeah, people do kind of overrate that show, don't they? It's not good. No. No. It is not right. good. It's like to some people, the central premise is so strong that it just carries them through multiple seasons of yeah. procedural crime Come stories. Come on, it's, it's going to get good if you just keep watching for six seasons. Right. I would allow, and I'm not, I haven't watched enough of it, but I've seen enough of it to know it's, it's just a collection <laughs> of dumb. Is it better or worse than Six Feet Under? I don't know. We're supposed to like six feet under a whole bunch too. I know that show was real big for a while. Now it's an older show. Hey, Mark, cut this out. Mark, yeah. When Mark comes on, we need to act like we are just now starting because we've been waiting yeah. for him. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I want to do. Yeah, He's just <laughs> yeah. yeah. Scott Cox told me I had the deepest voice on the show, and I was like, "What? No." Has he heard you giggle? Yeah. <laughs> I think he doesn't understand. I have the widest range on the show. <laughs> Oh, oh my god! Jesus fucking That's Christ! True. That was horrifying. I just might be getting ahead of myself, but that makes me think of a Halloween episode Ooh. where it's just creepy stories and you Ooh. cackle a lot. Ooh, I'm up for that. Ooh. I would need more range though in my delivery, which tends to be really stiff in order to do that. Well, oh, I don't know. That's what a corpse's delivery is. Stiff. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <I> <laughs> It's, it's, I love that stuff. It's, you guys are bringing it tonight. I hope that, you know, I'm just tonight. hoping that the Halloween discussion makes it onto the show. The Halloween mm-hmm. discussion we're having in June. <laughs> well, it's a fun holiday. It's a fun holiday. It's, it's, uh, it's one of the most powerful pagan holidays that we celebrate as a, as a people, as a, as an American people. You got Halloween, 
You've got Fourth of uh, July. You've got Fourth of July. That's when we we celebrate the the idea that the sky could engulf in flames if uh, apocalypse worship. Arbor Day. Yes, Arbor Day is the day that we celebrate the idea that plants could take over human forms and we could all be walking fungus at some point. And then there's also or my trippings. birthday, which is celebrated yes. world round by <laughs> four. Yeah, I did get uh, recognized for INS. I mean, I already know the person and I don't think they were that. I did have a person uh, come up that I did not know was a listener come up and say how much they like the podcast. Wait, was this your wife? No, my wife has never listened to the podcast, and I <laughs> highly doubt she ever will. She is not interested in my uh, doings for the most part. I'm sorry to hear that, Mike. <laughs> yeah, no, it's painful. It's pretty painful. painful. You do, you know what? You do need the support of one listener. I do exactly. Make up for my wife. Yeah. Make up for my cruel wife. Right. <laughs> that could be your cup of coffee. Yes. Maybe that should be what it is. Buy Mike a cup of coffee. Ooh. Buy Mike a cup of coffee and make him feel again. <laughs> yeah. Not anyway, just feel in general. Just feel. Anyway, what's up with the news? Yeah, let's talk about the news. What do you say? Welcome to INS the International News Service, your source for the most important weird news from across the globe. With news analyst Kevin Harrison, actor, comedian, and musician Mike Weeby, and professional commentator Brian Camp. INS, the news you need. Welcome to the International News Service. We're your hosts. I'm Kevin Harrison, along with... I am Brian Camp. And I'm Mike Weeby, the specter of the night. Wait, do, were we supposed to have titles this week? I have a title every week. I yeah. sometimes forget it, but mostly I have a title. I'm going to start tight, tight, tiddling, tiddling myself. <laughs> Don't do that during the show. Wait, wait until yeah. after. Yeah, that's what got my buddy Tubin kicked off the thing. <laughs> I have a question about that. Was he was he just nude or was he nude, erect, and masturbating? Like what's he was, yeah, full mast working it. No diggity. Really? Yeah. yeah. I I legitimately feel sorry for that guy. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. I'd I would be embarrassed for the rest of my life because of that. Well, I mean, there's, it's an easy thing to avoid. I think. Yeah, well, obviously. Was it was it a surprise meeting? <laughs> Did <he> just, <laughs> like, no, I think he just didn't know. Like he just like went to a different window, and I don't. I think the meeting was over, but they somebody left it on, or everybody hadn't locked. I mean, I've definitely. I mean, I've never done that, but, but I definitely have like logged out and just you know said something you know. St- stupid unrelated you know just like right logged out and just been like fucking meeting and then see that it like everybody's out but it was still on you know whatever yeah, like to right. where like which is obviously a lot you know less than that but how quickly did he begin to masturbate then you want to see how quick i can do it 
<laughs> no. no. Uh, you know, there's a big controversy right now. There's like a cartoon called uh, Harley Quinn about, oh, I heard uh, about this Batman character. And she apparently in this new episode, uh, this animated show, this kind of like a R-rated anime, animated show, they, they either imply or show that Batman was going down on Catwoman. And then DC Comics came in and said, you can't show that because I guess like that's not a heroic thing that Batman doesn't eat pussy. That, that there was like this statement uh, that was like, you are not allowed, uh, you know, you can't show Batman eating pussy. But I, as a guy, you know, as a, as a, as a lifelong Batman fan, a man who has every single movie on Blu-ray, every single action figure that they've ever created posters i've got signed scripts i've got i've got Wait, signed uh, by who I, by the cast i've got i've got every piece <laughs> of batman merchandise and i've collected it for years my only question is what is eating pussy <laughs> <laughs> It was that was worth the trip, Mike. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I'm surprised that they did it. Like, I would understand if, like, does DC not review all the stuff that goes out underneath their banner? It, I mean, it looks like all the other animated DCs that same style of animation. Right. But like, I, I turned it on once, and it was just like, "Fuck you!" And, and Harley Quinn says "fuck" a bunch and stuff like that. Yeah, and, yeah. but I, yeah, it is a weird. I don't know, a weird line to draw. And I get I and apparently I guess like the creators must have gone like, look what they're doing. See now over at Marvel, they're trying to get their characters to eat ass. <laughs> <laughs> so our first story comes to us from the New York Times. Oh, the paper of record. Mm-hmm. Since at least March twenty twenty, a herd of fifteen elephants has been traveling north across China, and no one can seem to figure out why. Over the past year, the herd has traveled more than 300 miles from its home in a southwest China nature reserve that borders Laos and Myanmar. Burma. Also Burma. Also Siam, right? (laughs) Precocious pachyderms pushed their way to Peking. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps a party they will participate in. Traveled back in time again, sir. That's why, if if that headline wasn't that, then I don't want to fucking, they need to hire me over at the paper of record to write their their headlines. Yeah, the the headline was, a herd of 15 elephants is wandering north across China, and nobody What happened to fucking artistry? Recently, the elephants have been seen on the outskirts of Kunming, a city which is home to 8.5 million people. Damn. The elephants have reportedly eaten over $1 million worth of crops. At least one was reported drunk after eating fermented grain. And they've eaten truckloads of corn and pineapple that the government left out, hoping to divert them away from populated areas like this one. Hmm. One theory uh, for this migration is overcrowding. There are only 300 Asian elephants left in China, so they're a protected species, but their Southwest China Nature Reserve saw a population boom in recent years. These elephants may be searching for a new area with less competition for resources. But other experts theorize that this may be the result of an inexperienced leader leading the herd astray. Hey, that's sort of like our country. I, I was thinking that was me every time I was in charge, but yeah, also... 
I will say the other thing I thought too was like, well, this would never happen in America because our fucking dipshit president's kid would go out and fucking shoot them all. <laughs> He's not the president anymore, Mike. That time is well. That time is over. I was thinking he meant any president's kid. Stop the steal. <laughs> you're hanging on for August, huh? You're, it's, you're it's, ready. It's all part of the plan. Mm-hmm. What a brilliant player. The storm is coming. <laughs> right. The most complex, <laughs> needlessly complex plan ever. I, there's, there's people out there that still like legit believe that, right? Yes. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are, but I think a lot of it is just grievance. Just pissed off people. Like, I'm just going to believe something stupid because it triggers everybody else, even though I'm the one who's just crying all the time. It was the most authentic Kevin voice I've heard on this podcast. <laughs> finally, finally. Oh, that's it. That's the voice Thank I don't use truth. for the, the podcast. Real, the real Kevin. I don't want to be up. walking down the street and get recognized for my voice. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe these maybe these elephants are all part of the plan then. Maybe this is all Oh shit. Yeah. These are from China. Right. Oh. So, something's happening that's not exactly what we expect to see. It must be part of trump's genius <laughs> yes and uh, 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 what what is the mascot for the republican party exactly but a uh, elephants mm-hmm. isn't that a weird thing though that the uh that the uh that the mascot for the republican party is a animal that is uh very not like not indigenous to like this like fear but this whole continent you know Mike, I, I I go to the circus all the time, and they got elephants all the time. They those they came rampaging over from China, right? They came across the land bridge thirty years ago. Chinese authorities have instructed residents mm. to stay inside if elephants are nearby. I you know what though, I recommend that for y'all too, Americans. Yeah, yeah. It's it's <laughs> if there's if there's elephants outside, stay inside. And also, like like elephants. <laughs> Uh, and Americans avoid disturbing the herd oh, and yeah. ensure this is the most important part. Ensure oh, yeah. is... no corn or salt is left outside. Oh yeah, well that's just elephant one hundred and one. The problem is, you know, corn, salt—that's popcorn, my friend. Oh damn, yeah. Is there a chance that these elephants are have been created in a lab? And they're going to be sent over here. Mm. Why don't we report that? Do they have COVID? Did they eat? Did they eat bats? They're bat eating elephants. You know, if we reversed global warming and the land bridge mm-hmm. was recreated because mm-hmm. of the, the rising the rising ice, the mm-hmm. ocean levels would descend, and there would be another land bridge between Asia and North America. And these elephants that are already traveling north could easily get to that bridge and come over to Alaska and infect our shores. Maybe that's their plan. You know, I think the elephant's plan is to continue eating all the food that's just being left out for them. I don't mm-hmm. think there's any inexperienced leader here at all. I think they've yeah. just figured out, all we got to do is keep walking around, and these yahoos are going to put out corn and salt. We love we love popcorn, right, Mike? Yeah, they love it. They I mean, right. love it. Why not just put out some funnel cakes, see what happens? Yeah, I, I this 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 elephant leader does not sound like a bad leader. He sounds like a huh. firebrand, like a real like a real disruption. He's causing a lot of disruption in the uh, pachyderm community. I believe I believe mm-hmm. elephants are matriarchal. What the fuck does that mean? That that, that means they're they're led by a uh, an alpha female. So, Mike, do you think maybe they're just lost? 
<laughs> a zing. <laughs> oh boy. Ooh. So if the elephants can't be turned back to the nature reserve, scientists and land managers will need to find a way for the elephants to live permanently in whatever area they do choose to settle. No one's ever figured out how to move a whole 15 elephants from one place to another. Yeah. They're like a super protected species in China. So you basically, you can't do anything to them. You just have to go like, yeah, no, okay, right. eat my crop. Scientists can't go like help them and con- nature conservationists can't go help them. No, I'll- I might have to rethink my, <laughs> my take on working with China on my feature films. <laughs> right. Right. If this is a kind of if this is the kind of like haphazard organization that we're going to be dealing with, maybe I don't go over there to make another Fast and the Furious movie. Right. As as much I'm glad that the Chinese government is as concerned as they are about 15 elephants, but maybe they could spare some of those elephant tears for the the whole populations they're wiping out in camps. Maybe that's something they could do well, I, I, well how come i haven't what i don't know about this stuff this is not <laughs> and again you know like i mean i'm i am happy that they're financing some of some feature films i'm working on so i don't take that i just i you know i'm just opening right. up for the, uh, the idea of a discussion about elephants all right oh, oh shit hey, oh, hey we can get started now hey let's finally. start finally for the for the listener, Mark has just joined us. Uh, how, are you, how how are we doing, Mark? Doing great. Uh, your audio is going through your computer, not through your mic. I know. I'm right. trying to fix it. Okay. Hello, Dana. Hello, Dana. I see half of Dana. How are you doing? Pretty good. I'm excited for Wednesday. Why is that? Because the podcast comes out. Ah, nice. yeah. Hey. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> what did I miss? Mike's continued investment in the Chinese film industry. It's, <laughs> it's, I mean, you know, it's a global market. And that's all I'm saying. It's a global market. I'm making art and I want to get my art in front of people. Okay. I'm not out here to get my, I'm not like some people where like, oh, I want to, you know, I just want the right people to like the thing that I make. I want everyone to like it. Uh-huh. That means a lot of uh, revenue from a certain area. Is that a bad thing? Right. Well, wouldn't there be more revenue to go around if they quit exterminating their people? I mean, what is the response from Hollywood on that, though, for real? Is they're just kind of like, oh, hey, 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 come on. I mean, yes, you're right. Totally bad. Right. But we need to make money. Yes, that's well, they're, yeah. they're very focused on. They love they love domestic issues that they can focus on. I bring it up a lot. Well, because it's because Mike won't stop extolling the greatness of the Chinese government and I, everything. I didn't say they were great. I just you said were that talking about just, Chairman Mao. I never talked about Chairman Mao. I just people say politics stay in your lane, and guess what? I'm staying in my lane. You know, I'm just up there making Oops. these <laughs> these big budget spectacles to make people feel a little bit better about their lives. The way I help the world is by giving people a rugged action hero who can make them feel like they just beat the bad guy. Because that's the kind of movies I make, you know? They make you feel like you could beat the bad guy. When you watch me beat up a bad guy, you think, 
I'm like him. I could beat. I mean, I'm not, you know, toned and cut and, 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 and I don't have, I don't have the same woody repartee as him, but I feel like when I watch him, I can feel like the, I could beat the bad guy. Who, who did you beat up it, on film? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of, a bunch of skeletons in one movie. <laughs> That's right. They, right. They, they were, they were real, they're skeletons from another uh, dimension and they were called backward skeletons because <laughs> oh, they came what? from because they, they came from because they came from forward in time wow. so they were all walking back i had to fight i had to fight a legion of backward skeletons it's like bizarro skeletons or just backward skeletons <laughs> that does it and listen just because they're backwards did not make them any less deadly <laughs> especially in the in the quantum realm is that is that where you fought the backward skeletons? I mean, the- in the yeah, in the the middle and the in the climax day of the film, they all came into our reality, which was oh, called okay. the regular realm. <laughs> Did you have to fight uh, them backwards? Yes, yeah, uh, that happens. So you, oh, so wow. you figured it out. I, uh, this is the best part of the movie. I have to team up with <laughs> myself. <laughs> Regular Jack Wharton has to team up with backwards Jack Wharton. That's, you know, <laughs> part of the Jack Wharton trilogy. <laughs> what was the name of that movie again? No, is it, that was... There's a whole... Is that the... Which Jack Wharton movie is that? <laughs> that was Jack Wharton in the Plains of Fire. <laughs> I, think, I think that was the best one. I hear that one's good. <laughs> it's classic. People, you know, we we did we we won best uh, best sound design at the Crumb Texas Film Festival. <laughs> at at J and J's or JB's? Which one? JB's. JB's. They shot it. Yeah, they oh, shot it. All right, that's good. Of JB's. Yeah, the Crumb said the home of Jack Wharton. <laughs> home of Jack Wharton. Yeah, home of Jack Wharton. Well, his character, you know. When we wrote his character, we made him. We wanted to make him a Texas guy, and we, you know, he, he. Yeah. Like, well, a lot of times for the movie, he'll reference, you know, he'll he'll punch a a night walker or a specter ghoul or a backward <laughs> skeleton, and then you know, he'll beat up a few, and he's like, they don't make them like this back in Crumb. <laughs> <laughs> Does he ever say? from texas or is it is there just an expectation that the audience knows that well we established is... that in the first movie okay. and in the novellas yeah so is this an analogy <laughs> right. for the rivalry between j and j's and jb's um yeah i mean that maybe that there there's like it's some easter eggs that playful easter eggs that kind of do that that's for like the the right. hard, that's for the hardcore wharton heads though no, <laughs> they they get that, but you know it's a movie that anybody anybody can watch, including people that don't speak English. I'm not saying where they're from, but they don't speak English, and they right. just can follow, right. you know, the colors and the and the punching and the kicking and the explosions <laughs> and the skeletons and the bog beast and uh and then you know a couple was just you know there's some spicy spicy love scenes a couple spicy love scenes <laughs> with backward skeletons or with a different like, is there does jack warden ever develop an emotional attachment to any of the backwards deceased future villains 
uh, well, there's a there's a there's a backwards skeleton dog that he ends up befriending. Oh yeah. So yeah, that that and that it carries on into the into the third movie. So everywhere he goes, there's a the skeleton of a dog who walks backwards with him where they go. And the whole thing, you know, people like the dog just it's you know it says rough backwards, so it goes fur. <laughs> that's kind of like that's that's probably why you see all the all the all the all the t-shirts and stuff and it just says fur really big with two r's damn it that should have been should have been the sticker that you get yeah a dog saying fur. fur a skeleton dog backwards that says fur that's kind of and we put we we had toys we had a whole there's a whole campaign <laughs> So our next story comes from the drive. Oh, which one? Mulholland. Well, like there's 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 streets, there's avenues, there's boulevards, there's drives, and I think we just want to know which drive you're talking about. There's circles, there's lanes, there's lanes. Yes, there's places, there's trails, roundabouts, Uh coves, like uh, like driving a car. It's called the drive. It's a an automobile website and blog. In 1955, James Dean was killed in a head-on collision while behind the wheel of his Porsche 550 Spider. He'd owned the car for just nine days and nicknamed it Little Bastard. Was he buckled in? Uh, for, I'm sure he was not. In fact, this is just a side note. This wasn't in the story. But when Alec Guinness first saw the uh, the car, he told James Dean to never drive it. because, And if he did drive it, he would be dead within the week. And the next week, that was on a Friday, and the next Friday he had the accident. It sounds like a murder. It sounds like Alec Guinness. That was a threat. Or Alec yeah. Guinness used the force oh. to kill James. That sounds like the dark side. Alex Guinness play Alex Alec Guinness played uh, Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi. <laughs> Honestly, a little bit of the reason I got into acting was to make big spectacles like mm. the Star Wars movie starring Alec Guinness. That's kind of what got me into. You know, I was like, I need a character that everyone remembers <laughs> like a obi-wan kenobi or a luke skywalker or a han solo or a chewbacca or a or a princess leia or a boba fett Keep or, going. A, or a or a uh, lando calrissian yeah. r2d2 <laughs> or a c3po or a greedo <laughs> or a job of the hot or a uh-huh. hammerhead or a salacious mm-hmm. crumb <laughs> or- <laughs> i think that signals why i should stop that <laughs> damn <laughs> so reportedly little bastard carries a curse is it little or little it's little but yeah so reportedly the car is cursed for example the front and rear suspension from the car wreck were fitted to another 550 spider that car crashed during a race, killing the driver. But in the same race, another car was fitted with Little Bastard's engine, and it hit a patch of gravel, injuring the driver and taking the car out of the race. Uh, also, the body of the car was placed on public dis- display, and it was involved in a barn fire. A transport truck driver was killed while transporting it. And it was once, uh, it once reportedly fell off its stand and injured onlookers. Hmm. Nevertheless, 
Little Bastard's Cursed Transaxle recently came up for auction on a website called Bring a Trailer. It sounds like they need to burn some sage. Didn't we learn that's a good way to... Uh-huh. Appraisers believed Little Bastard's Transaxle would sell for a lot, but everyone was surprised by the final bid. Do you guys want to take a guess at what the final bid? $1.2 million. <laughs> Mike? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one dollar. <laughs> so you think Brian has overbid? Oh, motherfucker! Well, it looks like Mike's going to the showcase showdown because the winning bid was three hundred eighty-two thousand dollars. Well, they got a steal for a transaxle. <laughs> It'd be just cooler to like get his jacket or something. Well, his you know, he doesn't have a cursed jacket. Burnt and covered in. Well, he probably had some. He didn't have all his jackets in the car with him, right? <laughs> just a big bag of jackets. It was his calling card. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, baby. I can't give you a ride. It's yeah. just me and my jackets. I never know when it's going to be chilly. <laughs> This weather's tearing me apart. <laughs> the winning bidder was Zach Baggins, host of the Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures. Bilbo's brother. Who? Breaking cars and breaking places. That's what Zach Baggins hates. Transactals that come off late. That's what Zach Baggins hates. <laughs> he plans to put it in his Las Vegas museum called Zach Baggins's. The Haunted Museum. <laughs> Filthy Bagginses. <laughs> Bagginses steal my transaction. <laughs> Bagginses. Uh, where it will be displayed alongside Dr. Kevorkian's 1968 Volkswagen van and David Koresh's 1968 Camaro. Are the, is, is the van or the Camaro said to be cursed? You know, I'm, I'm guessing... David Koresh, you know, we maybe kinda kinda had a CD rock star thing about him, but guessing he's got a pretty good Camaro. Is that how he picked up all his followers in that hot Camaro? One at yeah. a time. <laughs> hey, you guys wanna you guys wanna die for Jesus? <laughs> I guess Kaborki just ran a, a garden hose from the the exhaust to the front. Yeah. It really, his suicide machine really wasn't that complex at all. It was just his Volkswagen yeah. van and a garden hose. <laughs> like, I appreciate true crimey ephemera stuff, but I can't imagine, like, what world any of this would be cool to have. Like, that not even more than that, any world where any of this stuff is not a massive pain in the ass to have, you know? Oh, yeah. You mean any cursed item? Yeah, I guess any cursed item, but especially, like, a giant cursed item. A shitty, like, these are all sh either unusable car parts or shitty cars. Like, why? It, and they're not cool, you know? It's not like uh, the Lamborghini that Vin Diesel used to get blown in or something <laughs> like that. At least, you know, that's kind of gross or whatever, but it's still a Lamborghini. Oh, 68 Camaro is kind of a cool car. Yeah. But if David Koresh owned it, you know there's fucking stains <laughs> all in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably right. Yeah. Are you are you suggesting like sex stains or like ketchup stains and you know mustard? Ketchup. Probably some masturbation stains too. Like some you know sex adjacent stains, but just all 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 types of human fluid. Honestly, <laughs> he slept in there. Right. Probably chewed tobacco. There's probably like 
spit cup ashtray overflow. Just full. Yeah. Of mer- of merits. I don't know. Where where does it stop? <laughs> a fiery end in Waco, Texas. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I found this. What did, what does CNN stand for? That's where I found this next story. Clinton News Network. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but lock her up. <laughs> so uh, I just want to say thanks, Chris. Uh, a Cape Cod man was recently lobster diving off the coast of Provincetown, Massachusetts, when he. Uh, let me just Provinston. Let me just quote him here. He said, quote, "So, Kevin, we haven't really done this in a while. Yes, you and and it's been it's probably probably for the best. But yeah, people in Massachusetts have a very <laughs> uh-huh. discernible accent, and yeah. that was uh, you've yeah. been putting yeah. in at least that a little sounded, bit of effort. That sounded like someone who lived in a very <sighs> landlocked place. Yeah." <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I can do a Massachusetts accent. I'm excited about this. All right. <clears throat> I am. I am ready. I'm <laughs> raring for this. Here we go. Cape Cod. That's where those chips come from. Ba And the drink. And it's for Jaws. Red like. leather, yellow letter. Red leather, yellow letter. Okay. Mm. Sunshine City. I got down to about 45 feet of water, and all of a sudden, I felt this huge bump, and everything went dark. And I couldn't sense, I could sense that I was moving, and I was like, oh my god, did I just get bit by a shark? (laughs) Then I felt around, and I realized there was no teeth, and I felt really no great pain. That fucking Thurston yeah, Howell. That sounded, like, that sounded like Cameron on Ferris Bueller's Day Off trying to imitate a grown-up on the phone. <laughs> oh, hold on, we've got more. And then I realized, oh my god, I'm in a whale's mouth. I'm in a whale's mouth, and he's trying to swallow me. <laughs> Unquote. Where do you think? Yeah, where do you think Thurston Howell's from? <laughs> Have you ever met someone from Massachusetts? (laughs) He just fell off the minnow. The man who is still wearing his scuba tank added, one of the things that went... (laughs) One of the things that went through my mind was just, oh my god, what if he does swallow me? And here I am, I'm breathing air, and I'm going to breathe in this whale's mouth until my air runs out. However... (laughs) After about 30 seconds in the whale's mouth, the whale surfaced and spit him out. Oh, it was nice to surface first. That was helpful. I don't believe this guy's fucking story. I think he's full of shit. Well, there it is. The man was pulled out of the water by one of his crewmates, rushed ashore, and taken to a nearby hospital where he was treated for bruises and a broken leg. Biologist Juke Robbins the director of Humpback Whale Studies. Oh, come on. Duke Robbins, that's the name of a, one of the characters in the uh, Jack Wharton series. We probably worked with this biologist. <laughs> that's my scientist that I'm always reaching out to. Duke. <laughs> that's where you get all your gear yeah, from Duke, yeah. right? What's this thing? What's this thing? Well, yeah, I'll be like, I'll go in there and go like, what's this? Just an old baseball bat, Duke? Oh, no, that's no baseball bat at all. That baseball bat, if you think a baseball bat can take you back in time, that's a baseball bat. <laughs> it translates better to Chinese. Okay. But uh, so, Biologist Juke Robbins, director <laughs> of Humpback Whale Studies 
Provincetown Center for Coastal Studies said it was unlikely the whale could have actually swallowed him. And the yeah, whales are super prude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What a, what a great thing to yell out. <laughs> Adding quote. We don't really see humpback whales doing anything like this normally. I think it was a surprise to all involved. Is it the same guy? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Sure. Did, but uh, did other people see him get eat by this uh, eaten by this yeah, whale? Yeah. The other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other. Well, they saw him get spit out. The his crew members. Mm-hmm. He he was a professional. Like this, it's something they do like professionally. They got. So when you're a lobster diver, there's a guy on the boat who specifically watches your air bubbles so he knows where you're at in case you get trapped or right, have some yeah. kind of emergency. Did this guy recently defy God? Is to say, yeah. You know, I'm not saying he's a modern Jonah, but he's a modern Jonah. Anyway, maybe we should go to the next story. Maybe that's... Our last story comes to us from the Associated Press. AP. After a one-year hiatus due to COVID-19... Organizers of the annual Philly Naked Bike Ride recently announced they will hold this year's event on August 28th. <gasps> That's two days after my birthday. Don't you fucking hate it when people do that? When they're just, you just like, I, I, this is the worst thing in the world to me when people are just so freaked out that something happens near their birthday. It is the fucking goofiest thing in the world when you're just like, you go like, ah, oh, you know, yeah, no, my birthday's, uh, August 26th, and then somebody like, oh my god, my cousin's birthday is August 9th. Nope. Mike, I'm marking <laughs> on my calendar. Don't worry. Message received. I have documented your date of birth. I hope the listeners have too. <laughs> <laughs> While the event invites participants to be as, quote, bare as you dare, this year's event will not be totally nude. Participants will be required to wear a mask. Participants typically number in the thousands and begin the event by meeting in a park, stripping down, and then painting each other up. The course is 10 miles long and takes riders past Independence Hall, the Liberty Bell, and the Philadelphia Museum of Arts steps that were featured in the Rocky movies. Organizers say the event is held to promote positive body image, advocate for the safety of cyclists, and protest dependence on fossil fuels. I've been trying to be more body positive lately. I'm positive my body's disgusting. Zing! Oh boy. COVID weight! Yay! I would like to see all the naked people have to roll down the rocky stairs. <laughs> be jiggly. When you are a uh, kid, you hear about something like this and go, ooh, uh, nudity, that sounds great. But then get a little bit older and you see a couple episodes of Real Sex, HBO's Real Sex, and you realize like, oh, most nudity is actually a truly horrific thing and should be avoided. And I... I'm willing to wager that there is nobody that's putting their uh, bare buttholes down on a bicycle seat that I want to see nude. This is the town that that brought us the false 500 foot Philly cheesesteak. Yep. So I'm sure it's true. It's just going to be a bunch of bunch of folks sweating out cheese. I guess I don't know. Bunch of nude, Ugh. nude weirdos. 
with their balls and balls and badges rubbing all over his seat, just driving down the street. And then some idiots on the side, like instead of handing them little cups of water, handing them full meat hoagies. <laughs> right. Getting all greasy, trying to eat them and drive them. Right. And sawmill gravy. Yeah. <laughs> here's, a, here's a cup of gravy. Well, well I okay. mean, you know, what can we say other than uh, Philadelphia? They're known for a movie that was yeah, made there. Exactly. Yeah. You mean Rocky? That's the one. They got that bell with a crack in it, mm-hmm. right? That's still there. They fucked that up. I still haven't fixed it. They had a job and they broke it. Thanks, <laughs> Philadelphia. Thanks, Philly. You know what, though? There's a lot you could make fun of Philadelphia, but they did give us gritty, and I love gritty. Who's gritty? Gritty? Yeah, the Philadelphia Flyers well, mascot. Got crazy eyes. <laughs> he looks in, insane. Well, maybe I'm going to come around on Philadelphians. So this is entertaining. Uh, yeah. See, uh, I do like a, I think a, a, a crazy mascot says a lot about. Yeah, can you see him here on the on the right side? Oh, that guy's great. Yeah. He kind of looks like half of Mr. Snuffleupagus. Oh, he skates too? Yeah. The cool thing about him too is like, if he turns around real quick, like, the apparatus in his eyes, his like eyeballs go like going circles. <laughs> He's really great. Well, that's that is a big plus in the pro column for Philadelphia. Gritty, I'm just gonna go ahead and just solve this case. I think that Gritty and the Philly fanatic <laughs> Gritty. Gritty and the Philly <laughs> fanatic make up for any uh any any gnarly nudity. Bycrad's okay. The cheesesteak thing, though, is still... Still gross. Fucking still a disaster. It's only 10 miles. It's probably cool up there. They're probably not sweating that much. I mean, whatever. And maybe it's more of a, a thin gravy they're drinking and not a thickened sawmill gravy. So. Yeah. But do you think it's like a, an, au, an au jus to dip their... An au jus, right. Dip their cheesesteak in? cheesesteak in. Well, I think that wraps up another week of the International <laughs> News Service. We did it. Do you think? Uh, yeah. Feel free to rate, review, subscribe, and tell somebody about us because we love doing this show. But uh, mm. we want, you know, we're doing it for people. We're doing it because we want people to love us. Can I do some plugs real quick? Oh, yeah. What do you got to plug, Mike? If you live in Austin, Texas, I am having a monthly comedy show. It's going to be the first Thursday of every month. It's called Excelsior, and it is at the Buzzmill Coffee Shop off East Riverside, 8 o'clock free to get in july 3rd i'm also performing there doing some music with the uh a band called the pine hill haints and then me and nice. me and ian are doing an acoustic thing oh, right on. and then july 4th the draculas are playing at little darlin in austin texas it's all going down that weekend come on out so mike just yeah. to clarify in july every thursday you have a comedy thing you're putting on at the buzzman uh no 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 every the first thursday of every month from here on out so the first thursday uh, okay. of july first oh, wow. thursday of august so july 1st october august 5th november and the first thursday What's of december next? and the first thursday of Jan. Mm-hmm. and it will it'll continue like that i don't know if you know how the months proceed but if you have a calendar or whatever just like flip through that first thursday go oh that's mike's doing a comedy show that night that's canada day Oh, is it really? July 1st. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's more. right. It'll be hard for me to pick which event to go to <laughs> <laughs> with all the candidate yeah. parties happening. That's, yeah. uh, that's so tough. 
If anybody has any more stories they'd like to submit, like Chris Potter, you can reach out to us on social media. We're at International News Pod pretty much anywhere or International News Pod at gmail.com. Uh, also, check out our merch store. We have, uh, what is it, INS Pod at Redbubble. All right, I think we did it, guys. We did. Well, congratulations. Thank you for listening to the International News Service. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. INS, the news you need.